Hello, everyone, and welcome. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome again to another part of our wonderful letter written to you from the Heavenly Father himself. Welcome. This is going to be part number 62 of my dear spiritual child letter from me, Agape Love himself. That's right. We've been working through it for many, many videos, and we're still going. We've got a few more to do, and then we'll be finished. In this part, we're starting a new section of the letter. We had just finished up spiritual discipleship and how important it was to study and learn, become a student, a follower of the word of God. How important it was to not only be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. And when you were a doer of the word and you understood to the best of your ability what truth and light and knowledge you had been taught, that you would then be a workman whose work had been approved and you wouldn't have to be ashamed. When you meet him, the very source, the author of his own word, the heavenly father himself. And I want to welcome everybody from all the galaxies beyond our solar system to the garden. This is a motion video by Pixabay. It's free. And it sort of helps us to see in the realm of the spirit this garden of Eden with the presence of God always there with flowers and light. All those lights you see, those are other precious little ones like you. Yeah, everybody's welcome. Yes, even the bad ones can come. No, their demons cannot come. And they will get a see and taste just a little bit of the presence of God and how important it is. Mm -hmm. In your spiritual life and in your earthly life or whatever planet you're on. So welcome. Welcome. We're recording through Zoom Pro with no green screen. So I might look a little strange to you, kind of fuzzy. Things might happen around my hair. See, my background comes through. Or if I point my hand, my hand might disappear into the video it's because there's no green screen i've tried big ones professional ones small ones attached to my chair they're too cumbersome and none of them seem to work for me i know they're great things but i don't have a wall behind me i've got desks and chairs and teddy bears and bookcases i'm sitting at a window i'm sharing a house with a husband and a dog and there seems to be helicopters flying today cars going by i'm having to sort of get this in when it's as peaceful as it can be because through the yeti microphone it can pick up outside noises and i want you to be able to hear me pastor deborah that's me hi this letter to you my dear spiritual child was inspired to me long long ago I wrote it out. I sent it out with teddy bears. Let me show you a teddy that I would send it with, okay? Let me get it. Here he is. This was a teddy bear 
that I purchased at Walmart. He's not real. He was there around Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And I would buy him and send him out in the mail over UPS with this letter. I sent him to England. Sorry about Teddy. He kind of comes and goes. I would send him all around the world to witches and warlocks, high priests. Yeah. I used to send him out to some strange people with a heart of love. And that's what this letter is about. So welcome, welcome, all of you. I have just so ecstatic. I can't, I'm just overflowing with joy at all those that are coming from other planets, other galaxies. Do you know what God told me last night? He told me he was going to have a Garden of Eden on your planet just for you. He was extending his kingdom out to your planet, to your solar system and galaxy. So we're there and we're here on Earth all at the same time. Can God do that? Yes. Because his goal was always to have this Garden of Eden, which this video sort of represents, expanded out from its original position and size. This God, this king of the kingdom of heaven, he's an expanding king. He looks for more territory that he can put his presence in, not just on planet Earth, but through galaxies, solar systems, wherever there are living creatures. He knows where they are. So now on your planet, wherever you are, mm -hmm, there's a Garden of Eden, and we're in it. Can I be here on Earth, Garden of Eden, and on your planet in the Garden of Eden at the same time? Yes, there is no time, no distance in the realm of the spirit. That's right. So welcome to the Garden of Eden with Pastor Deborah. That'd be me. And we're going to pick up here in this next part, number 62 of this Dear Spiritual Child Letter. And it's entitled The Spiritually Hidden Entrance of the Garden of Eden. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the garden and that spiritually hidden entrance that I had to find. Mm -hmm. So I could be its shepherd. Most people don't find it. Maybe there are a few. I don't know. I don't usually run into any. I run into all of you guys. Yeah. I run into all the living creatures. Mm -hmm. Is there a portal to this? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Am I in a different world? Yes. I just watched a wonderful movie last night about a cave. I can't even remember the name of it. And it had this cave every so often when the moons, they have moons, somehow would align, <clears throat> a portal would open in this cave between two worlds. And some bad orcs would come through. And there was always a guardian, a champion, a warrior guarding that gate. And it was all about that. It was interesting and strange. Mm-hmm. Then I watched another one called Beowulf, The Return to Shield Land. I think it's got two parts. It was interesting, too, about shape, shape shifters, 
skin changers. Mm -hmm. And it had about kings and rulers and it had about warriors and protectors and kings and queens. Very interesting. Yeah. I like to watch that stuff. Because back in Beowulf's time, it might be early Viking days, the early beginnings of Christianity coming into the Viking worlds. I also like watching those movies about other planets where you guys are. Because really, the realm of the spirit is off planet. It's here, but it's not here. The main homeland, the country, it is off planet. It's the third heaven. That's right. Oh, you didn't know there's three heavens? So there's the heaven that covers your planet. That's the atmosphere where clouds might be or no clouds. Mm -hmm. And it goes so far up off of the dirt till you reach what you call outer space. That's the first heaven. The second heaven is a spiritual heaven. That's where Satan is. Yes, and he's on your planet also. How did I know that? Because he has scouts and he is trying to take over every piece of territory, every planet, every solar system that God created where there are living creatures. And when I watch all these fantasy movies and mythological movies, there's a lot of creatures. There's dragons, some kind of orcs, snakes and serpents and wizards and mythological things. Satan's trying to control all of that. On every planet. I didn't know that at first. I thought everything was here on earth. And most of it is done here on earth. Because this was an important place. It was the beginning. And then from there. If you were grew up. And matured. You could go out. You could be sent out to unknown lands. Sort of like an explorer. And reach new peoples. See new lands. Satan found out about that, and he's been trying to get there, too. So welcome to the Garden of Eden on your planet with Pastor Deborah. And let's start off this one about the hidden entrance to the Garden of Eden with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so wonderful. You are so beautiful and kind. Even though we see your kindness in your presence, We don't realize yet how powerful your presence is. We thank you that you love us. No matter what we look like, what planet we're on, what galaxy we're from, you are the God of life. You're the God of living creatures. And boy, Father, if you got an imagination, you have created some weird looking things. Some of them are just wheels, lights. Some of them are creatures with many heads and arms and eyes. They got their own light. Father, you are just an amazing, an amazing creator. Boy, your imagination, Father. Look at the galaxies, Father, that we can just see with our natural eyes. Goes on for billions and billions of light years. We got a lot of territory to cover. Help us to be explorers and go forth into your word. Help us to be researchers and archaeologists, to dig into your word, to learn of its power and presence that we need in our life. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much. You paid a high price for us, sacrificed your own son, Christ Jesus, on a cross long ago, that all life forms 
could hear about him. You were reaching, Father, with agape love beyond everybody's understanding. Not even Satan and his demons had seen that part of you. That willingness to sacrifice the power of love your neighbor to lay down your life for another. They had not seen until they saw. And then it was too late, Father. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that's here, our teacher, to help us. Thank you for your word that we're now going to look into and help us to understand. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, this is going to be about the Garden of Eden and its spiritually hidden entrance that Pastor Deborah had to find. Because you can't go someplace if you can't find the door. In religion, and maybe in your culture, you never heard about a garden. You just went to wherever you went to worship. Some cultures went to stones or trees, high places. Had to wait for the sun or something to get in a certain position. Or they had to sacrifice precious little children or women. Mm -hmm. Pure bloods, they would call them, innocents to their gods. But let's listen. The spiritual garden of Eden. Now you need to know each one of us, every living thing has this in us to search for this place of peace and life. No creature, I don't care where it's located, what it looks like, desires and seeks after death. It seeks to reproduce itself. Mm -hmm. Even if you're in the bottom of the deepest sea where there is no light, even if you're a virus, a bacteria, a germ, you seek to reproduce. You seek life and existence. That's the heart of God. That's not death. That's not the purpose of your life. Your life is to reproduce, to bring forth life, to be a life-giving spirit. So here in the garden, we've been searching. So we all have in us, no matter what form of life we are, there's something in us that is seeking a place a garden of Eden. Eden means the pleasure and the delight of this God. Mm -hmm. This is a spiritual place of the Heavenly Father's spiritual presence. It's his place where his presence is as a warm, sweet, glory blanket. It covers you, fills you, touches you with its bountiful rays and glory. He says that this place is the place of spiritual life, of trees of righteousness, plants and living things filled with his presence. It's a spiritual place where all creatures have a spirit, a mind of peace that overflows to each other and within themselves. It's a spiritual place, a sweet, glorious fruit for all to taste and see the presence, 
the heart, the love of the heavenly father, your creator himself. Yes, yes, the author of all life. Now, he's not the author of some of the evil, wicked things because they didn't start off that way. Even Satan and his demons were beautiful. But pride, jealousy, wickedness, greed, perverted them, twisted their bodies, their spirits. When they desired something that was not theirs to have, the kingdom of heaven, to sit in the throne, they were given beauty like this. And the beauty blinded them. And they didn't want to share it. They wanted to be the giver of all beauty. So they became perverted by their pride, their hearts, their minds, their thoughts. And God kicked them out as lightning. Boom. Down to earth. Probably, I don't know if you got them on your planet, but they're here on earth. Mm -hmm. But this agape love, this presence of God, he desires for you to Live in it, in your spirit, inside of your physical body, whatever kind you got. To taste it, to feel it, to live in it. Be glorified in it. And all living creatures are spiritually invited by a royal invitation, which we've already gone through, to his spiritual banquet. In the kingdom of heaven. Yes, you. From the far galaxies. He loves all of you. If you've ever read his holy book, the Bible. You'll see that there are creatures. With many heads. Some are just eyes. Some are wheels. Within wheels. Some are just light. Some look like you. Some look like humans. Some look like horses. Dogs. Bears, some look just, we don't know what. He is a very imaginative God. He likes variety, that's for sure. Because you can look at yourself and say, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And everyone is spiritually welcomed at the king's table in the kingdom of heaven. A place is set for you. So come and rejoice. Come and see, come and dine on the presence of the Lord. Come and be filled with agape love, that love that surpasses everything you've ever known. Come and dine. It's fine dining at its best. Your seat is reserved for you, just for you. So come and taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Mm -hmm. The spiritual garden of Eden for your spirit, for your soul, and your physical body. And one day, we're all going to get new bodies. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a glorious time when the new kingdom comes forth. And all our old planets that might be filled with wickedness here on earth, it is, and blood has been rolled up, thrown away like an old garment, destroyed. 
Probably our earth will be burned up when the sun explodes. Mm -hmm. I don't even think all of our nuclear bombs, I don't know if you have any, could destroy the earth. Or all the volcanoes. Because there would still be something here. It will have to be something bigger. Like maybe the sun exploding in its death. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And we get a new earth. We're up in heaven when that's happening. And then we get sent to a new earth. A new planet somewhere. Maybe yours. Don't know. It's going to be exciting. Hope you're there. But you can only be there if you become one of his children. Through believing in his son, Christ Jesus, who died on a cross here on earth long time ago. And believe he is the son of the living God and accept his sacrifice. Then you will get to see newness in eternity. Long time ago, I was studying and I came across something. And then I studied it more. I didn't realize when I began my journey to help you. Yeah, people hidden away deep in the realm of the spirit. But there was even other galaxies to go to. I thought I was just going to be here on planet Earth. Yeah, but I started studying and found out about this Garden of Eden. And I realized I didn't know anything about it. See, I used to know that I couldn't go quite into the presence of the Lord in his throne room some days. I was angry. I was trying to help people, and they were trying to kill me, stealing from me, trying to get me into sexual immorality. I brought them in my home. I gave them money, bought them cars. And the church, the people that I thought believed like I did, they turned against me, kicked me out. I was hurting, angry, and mad, sad. And I couldn't take those emotions into the throne room. So God did a wonderful thing for me. I want to show it to you. I'll be right back. I'm back. Years ago, as I was telling you, I had some powerful emotions. And I didn't want to go into the throne room with them. I was angry, mad, hurt, wounded. So I asked God to give me a special spiritual place where my spirit could go. And it was to be a tent like Abraham had when he was living. But he gave me a strange tent like this. It was an American teepee, a tent. And why did I get that? Because I had part earthly Cherokee, Iroquois. Mm -hmm. And I think Apache, Indian. From my mother's side, biologically, in me. So I'd go into my tent, and I'd cry, and I would rant and rave until I calmed down. And I bought this tent up in Canada to remind me of my place. And this was before I found the garden. But I knew I couldn't go into his presence, so I got a tent. See if I can turn it for you to see it. This wasn't exactly, see if you can see in a little closer. Now, that's not exactly what it looked like, but it was the closest I could find. I had a spiritual tent, and I would sleep in it till I calmed down. I would rest. God would do some healing in me before I came to his throne room. I knew I couldn't go there 
in his presence. I needed to calm down. I needed some healing. I needed to let my spirit come peaceful again. So I went there for many years. I didn't know about the garden. Hadn't heard about it. But I'd see a lot of movies about beautiful places. And then I got to these scriptures in the Bible. And God started showing me some things. So let me read them to you. Second Peter 1, 10 through 11. From the authorized King James Bible. And it's called the spiritually hidden entrance to the garden. Verse number 10. Now, wherefore, the rather spiritual brethren give diligence, spiritual hard work, spiritual study, spiritual dedication to make your spiritual calling and your spiritual election sure. For if you spiritually do these spiritual things, remember, I had to learn to put the word spiritual in front of words in the Bible. So I would understand this was for my spirit to do, not my soul or my biological body. If I did this with my spirit, that forever part of me, the eternal part, It would eventually overflow to my soul. And my spirit would help my soul to die in its old shape and form. Give up its rulership over the spirit. And take its rightful place as a helpmate to the spirit. And it would become transformed itself. So number one. I had to spiritually receive his, the Heavenly Father's, divine spiritual nature through faith in his exceedingly great and precious spiritual promises. I had to believe I was his child, a son, not a gender but an offspring made in his image and after his likeness. I had to believe I was a king, a mighty warrior, spiritually, and now a God myself. Those were hard things to learn, identify with, receive, believe in just through faith. Because it wasn't taught in the religions I was in. The culture didn't show it to me. A lot of movies sort of did. But most of those movies, people just believed they were make-believe. They weren't real. I didn't know this when I got started. Because most people in church, maybe in yours, still say, you're just a sinner. You're just a sinner saved by grace. All have sinned, and they just keep you in that sin nature. They keep you in that identity of a sinner. And that's where all religions keep you. So number two began to help me even more. 
I had to spiritually begin to see myself differently, claim me spiritually different. Then I had to believe it. I would be tested on who I was. I just was tested the other day. I had some CIA intelligence people and Mossad and FSB people come to me in the spirit and ask me who I was. I said, well, my dirt is from America. It's part Cherokee, Indian, Apache, Mm -hmm. Iroquois, and from Northern Ireland. But the real me, the spirit me, it's just like Christ Jesus. I'm a king from another kingdom. I'm an off-planet. I'm an alien. How do you think they felt when I said I was an alien? I'm not from here. I'm from a kingdom that's unseen. I had to learn to speak like that. I wasn't a church member anymore. Didn't fit in any denominations. Pulled my membership. Didn't fit in religion. I had to become a kingdom citizen. And I got helped to get that identity from Dr. Miles Monroe. I have a lot of his videos on the YouTube channel called The Hidden Kingdoms. And on the website of Agape Love, loveishere.org. My whole thinking spiritually and in my soul had to change. Took a while, but I kept working on it. Number two, I had to get these ideas, this identity, so that grace and agape love and peace may be spiritually multiplied, grow and develop, mature unto me through the spiritual knowledge of God and of Christ Jesus the Lord. Peace had to abound in me. And it got love. And I'll tell you how that looks. Long years ago, when I was trying to, when I was reaching out to multi-generational Satanists, praying for them, getting them saved in the realm of the spirit, I got on the list. That means you're to die at the next full moon or the next service. Well, I went to a restaurant. The waitress I saw her talking to one of my spiritual children from multi-generational Satanism. She poisoned me in my lemonade. I did not know that. Later on that evening, about five o'clock, I had to go to the hospital. I was in great pains. Felt like I was giving birth, but I wasn't. Wasn't even pregnant. I get at the hospital and they run every test. The nurse there was a Satanist. He was trying to get some powerful painkillers into me to knock my spirit out. Because they wanted to take me spiritually out of my body when I was out on the drug, take me to a meeting and kill me. How would that happen? They would kill the body that I was in. They would torture me. But I never passed out. The drug never took effect. I grit my teeth. I can take a lot of pain. And during that time in the emergency room, three young, precious, multi-generational Satanists came to me. And they said they knew who had given the order to kill me. I think their names were Mark and Dallas. I'm not quite sure. 
and they were going to go and kill him. Because, see, these three wonderful men, Isaac, Victor, and Seamus, and J.L., they loved me. And they knew these people. So I said, no, you don't. Now, you can't hear me talk when I'm in the realm of the spirit. I'm laying there with this Satanist with an IV at me, trying to give me these powerful, powerful pain pills to knock me out. My husband was there. My son was there praying for me. I had waves and waves of pain like you would if you were giving birth. And I told those young men, you are not going to go and kill those. You're going to love them into the kingdom of heaven like I loved you. They don't know what they're doing. They're trying to live. But I love them. And God loves them. Now you go get them. And they did. And they got saved. And they're in heaven now. But they're God's children now. So I had to have love and peace abound in me. Even under attack. When you're in battle and war. And you know an enemy is trying to hurt you. You must love that enemy. Not Satan. But the human spirit. That's only trying to live and serve Satan. And knows nothing else. But to kill. Steal and destroy. So love had to be multiplied in me. Abound greatly. I had to take tests to see. If that would happen. Even upon. I could have died. And what they found out happened. I found nothing. I took every test that they could. And they said, we think you may have had a cyst on your ovaries. And it was dying. I said, yeah, right. What I learned later was I was poisoned. And I had a demonic spirit or a connection to a young girl. Her name was Amanda. She was having an abortion in another city. And they wanted me to feel the pain, the demonic pain of that abortion. To have a connection. God allowed it. But he got three new, he got more people saved through my pain because love abounded in me. And those were some of the tests that I had to take very early. Did I know I was passing these tests and completing the scripture? No, I didn't. But I was walking God's walk, just like Christ Jesus did on the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You grit your teeth and you take the pain. You don't scream. You don't yell. You don't uh, have vengeance. You love. Number three. Thus, if love abounds in you, thus spiritually, I would escape the spiritual corruption that is in the spiritual world through lust. You can only escape the grips and power of lust that's in the spirit realm in your soul. When love abounds in you, when you pass your test and you love others that hurt you and you don't seek anything from them. Did I know I was fulfilling these? No. I'm just going through this mess. Walking the walk of agape love. And besides all these wonderful things, That you have to pass, multiply, develop, and mature in your life. I had to still add more spiritual things to my faith, my belief, my thoughts. I had to have virtue. 
You could trust me. I wouldn't lie to you. I was ethical. I had to have spiritual knowledge. Temperance. Self-control. Self-discipline. Now this is in the realm of the spirit and in my soul. If my soul was becoming self-controlled, what I ate, what I looked at, what I said, where I went, what I did, then that was the result of my spirit teaching it. My soul was getting transformed, renewed to be a proper vessel and helpmate of the spirit out here in the earthly world. I had to be disciplined in what I said, how I responded. I had to learn patience for what? Everything. I had to have godliness in my character, my words. Now out here on social media, godliness in my dress, my words. Mm -hmm. You think I, I can watch whatever God allows me to watch. But when some sex scene comes in, I close my eyes. And I have to work hard to see the intimacy between God and humanity, not in the ways of sex, but becoming one in the deep love. I had to learn how to look with a different concepts and principles. But Satan's out there trying to get you to be aroused, lusting after human or whatever kind of sex, intimacy, to draw you astray from godliness. Mm -hmm. I had to have brotherly kindness, even to those who believe like I did. I'd go to an LGBTQI church. Yeah, just loved them. They were lifting up Christ Jesus, did Holy Communion with them, helped them, volunteered with them. And I got asked to leave. They were so afraid of Christians. They were afraid I might come in and hurt these precious ones. Yeah, I had a meeting with the pastor and the board. They asked me politely to leave. They didn't know why I was there. I said, you, you serve Jesus. I love you. That's all. But I was on assignment to learn. See, I've been there. I've sat in transgender board of directors meetings. I have sat in their support groups. I see their hurt and their pain. I said nothing. I just listened. I watched. God showed me their soul and turmoil and, and confusion, sadness and grief of parents and children. But I was comfortable. They accepted me and I accepted them. I had to learn brotherly kindness like to you guys from other planets. I have to have a love for aliens, so to speak, that don't look like me. Other life forms, mm -hmm. animals, nature. I had to have charity, which is agape love, abounding, multiplying in me, growing and developing, stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. I had to love the most horrendous people, child pornographers, those that take the little children and do it to them. I had to love Satanists and witches, those that serve other gods, kill animals, kill people, drug cartel people, those that have dragons as their god. I have to love the most horriblest, wicked person because I have to look past 
what they're doing and see why they're doing it. I have to see ignorance and be able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. There are some in deep spiritual darkness and ignorance. They know they're serving Satan. They know they have demonic spirits. But they don't believe yet in Christ Jesus. I had to show the love. No matter what they did to me, they tried to poison me, kill me, shoot at me, destroy me. Still, I had to love them. That's right. I had to spiritually abound and overflow within my spiritual heart of my mind and in my spirit and soul with these things. Now, when you are beginning to learn, like say you go and your mama's talking to you at first, she doesn't tell you all this. You don't know. You're just trying to eat and grow and have fun and be a little one. But as I was growing and learning, I was being tested every single day. There were some days I couldn't barely make it through. Throw in family, family issues. Being rejected by your own people. Mm -hmm. Not fitting in in anything in society or the community. I would tell Pastor Deborah she was too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. It's a hard walk to walk to get to you. To be able to go out to the galaxies, travel to far and distant lands, billions and billions of light years. For now, a Garden of Eden to be on your planet. Mm -hmm. It's one. It's just an extended territory. Then after I had all of that, You will never be spiritually barren or unfruitful, I learned, in the spiritual knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you start abounding, things multiply, you become strong in, you gather knowledge about yourself, God, Jesus, the kingdom of heaven. Everything that you spiritually do or think Pray, petition. It's not unfruitful. Believe me, I've asked for some strange stuff. I've been to the courtroom of the universe many times, having to prove that I got the keys to hell, death, and the grave. That's right. And Satan has no rights anymore because of the cross. I have gone into hell. You go read about that in the story, 72 virgins. That's right. So my spiritual prayers are not unfruitful. They're not prayers of the flesh or religion or culture or tradition. They're praying the word of God to God. Because God says he only fulfills his words, not mine, not my denominations, not your culture, not religion, not traditions, just his words. Then it says, after all my ways become fruitful, bountiful, in spiritual knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, then I will spiritually never fall or stumble. I don't fall and stumble like I used to. And while God would have to be right there, if you want to learn about that, you go listen to the video blogs about the little one. 
walking along a road with the Lord God himself, talking to him, learning, walking. That's what it's like, walking together as a little one with this mighty, wonderful father. You get tired a lot as a little one, and I did. There were some days I didn't think I would make it between family, earth, spiritual stuff. And I never talked to anybody. I never called up anybody to pray for me. Because I learned in another story called where two or three are gathered in my name. I am there. The church would teach us that when you need prayer and your faith is weak, call on a friend, somebody in the church to pray for you. And they'll set their faith together with yours to get the prayers heard up and to solve the problem. I didn't know if that was true or not. So I would go in prayer and say, Heavenly Father, is that true that I'm to go to other human beings for prayer to strengthen my faith because my faith is weak and I need somebody else who's stronger? And the Holy Spirit said, well, I'm here. The word of God is here on earth. The blood is here. So if you come into agreement with me, the Holy Spirit, the word of God and the blood of Christ Jesus, that's three of us plus the father himself. So that's four and you make five. That's all you need. So I go, okay. I learned the truth. I need to come into faith with the Holy Spirit. He was my most trusted prayer partner. I need to come into agreement with the word of God for this situation. I needed to trust in and come into faith with the blood, the sacrifice of Christ Jesus and the God of the kingdom of heaven himself. That was all I needed because I used to spend a lot of time alone in hotels, traveling alone, and something horrible might happen, life and death for me. So I had to find out if what was being taught in churches, in religion, denominations, was true or not. And I found out it's a lie. It's deception. It draws you away from being connected to, leaning on God the Most High. Puts you in a relationship where you are dependent on another human. And I used to ask, well, how is that going to work if you're in solitary confinement? There are no others around you, maybe the guards. So how are you going to come into agreement with the church? All you got is the word. And the word is a living being. That's Christ Jesus. The word is infused with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The word of God is God himself. So I learned that I needed to come into agreement with God himself. And then I would never fall or stumble. I might miss it sometimes because of my lack of understanding. Verse number 11. And then a spiritual entrance shall be spiritually ministered, opened, seen, made clear to you, Pastor Deborah. Spiritually perceived, revealed, served unto you spiritually, abundantly, without measure, wide open into the spiritual everlasting kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven. 
What? You say you have to pass a lot of tests, have a lot of knowledge, have a new identity, and then be multiplying, living in, understanding this new life. I didn't know I was looking for the garden. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know I could take it to other planets and galaxies. But an entrance opened. You know how I learned? I watched the movie The Hobbits when the wizard Gandalf was trying to get into the mountain. And there was an elfin door, a secret door. It had writings on it, but he couldn't read it. And it took Frodo, the hobbit, to understand it. A simple one with a simple heart. That was the visual I needed, that there was a hidden entrance to something, to a garden, to the kingdom of heaven. See, this garden that we're here in is in the kingdom of heaven. So I had to find the kingdom, but first I had to believe in it. I had to get out of denominations and culture, traditions, religions. I had to get deep into the things of God. Many people are trying to find it. If you study a lot, they pray and go into trances. They're trying to find it. I think it might be called nirvana. Peaceful places. Sort of off-planet places. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven was open to me. And I walked in, past the cherubim. Past the flaming sword into the Garden of Eden, the very presence of God on earth, where all life started. Here on this planet and probably on yours also. It had been hidden away, locked away for safety until somebody could pass all these tests, do all this that the scripture said. Then the way the angels opened it up for you. The kingdom of heaven opened up. And it said, welcome home, little one. Your heavenly father. I walked into the garden. And because I had studied King David as a shepherd. I knew what I was to do. So you have to study being a shepherd. You have to study kingdoms. You have to study being a king. Secret places. God be love. God himself. And my diligence and my patience, my studying, my seeking, staying true to the word of God, made a way for me that would that opened the spiritual doors to the presence of God on earth, the very Garden of Eden. It was spiritually opened wide to me. It was made available, made visible to me. A spiritually hidden entrance will also be made available to you. Because one found the way in. My heart was pure for you and for God. Now, we're in a whole new realm Mm -hmm. on earth. I didn't need my teepee anymore. I went to the garden. I had lived in this presence. When he touched me during the Brownsville revival of 1995 to 2000, I knew what it felt like. I knew the cleansing, beautiful presence of God for years. Night after night, my spirit was touched, refreshed, revived, filled, touched, 
revived and filled. And it got strong. Then I was able to go through the test, the studying, and I found the entrance. I didn't know I was looking for it, but the angels opened it to me. The spiritually hidden entrance, it was found. I didn't know all the years I I was going through all the tests and trials of my faith, studying that this was going to be the goal. But the father knew. He was waiting. He told me to grow up, learn fast, because he was in a hurry. Because while I was studying, people were dying and going to hell. And he needed me out on the battlefields. He needed me in the realm of the spirit. He needed me dark in Satanism and witchcraft, shamanism, the places of science fiction, off planet. I didn't even know how it's going to be traveling through galaxies to get to you, to have a Garden of Eden on this planet. But the spiritual everlasting kingdom of heaven was opened unto me. And now it's open to you because the shepherd has returned. Welcome home. Welcome back, little ones. We have been waiting spiritually for you for so very long. Our spiritual house is lonely without you. We spiritually miss you so much in the family. Come home. Come back. We'll help you. We spiritually want you back home in the spiritual garden of Eden. We've been waiting for you since you were born. We've never stopped loving you, the Heavenly Father says. No matter what you have done or where you have gone or what planet or galaxy you're in or what you've thought about us, through all your rejection of us, through all your years of worshiping others, through all your forgetting about us, through all your hating of us, we've never stopped loving you in any way, not even Pastor Deborah. You are our spiritual child, the love of our heart. Our spiritual hearts are empty. Without you, come home. Come to the garden, the presence of God. I want to be your spiritual mama. And God the Father wants to be your spiritual father for you to live in his presence. You are so very spiritually precious to us. We miss you so much. Please come back to your home, your family, your kingdom. Our spiritual heart desires to spiritually pour out our agape love to you in all of its ways. In all of its ways of spiritual majesty, glory, and power. So, sweetie, open up your spiritual heart. Open up your spiritual gift we're sending you. Pastor Deborah, this letter. To you from agape love himself. For we've come to reach you and touch you and love you. If you'll let us. 
For agape love is truly a spiritual gift for all the ages, all the planets, galaxies to come. It is the only spiritual love you will ever need. And it will last for all eternity and beyond. There will be nothing spiritually to spiritually ever separate us again. Never again. We are spiritually one again. A spiritual family. Spiritually together again. Two hearts. Now spiritually satisfied. And spiritually fulfilled. And overflowing. In and with agape love. The greatest spiritual gift. Power. There ever is. For all of time. For all of the ages. And all of the universes. Yeah, all of them. There's no greater gift. Than the spiritual gift. Than agape love. So you come home to us. You come back to the garden. Back to the kingdom. Back to your mama. Pastor Deborah. Back to the heavenly father. The Holy Spirit. Christ Jesus. Come home to the kingdom. Come through the garden. You're welcome. It's everywhere now. It's in all the galaxies. It's on every planet. There's no place that we cannot come to reach you. To tell you you are loved and wanted. And that was how Pastor Deborah was taught about the gift of agape love. I found the garden, the entrance, after I had a long journey of many years. Became the shepherd. I I guess there are other shepherds. I never see any. You are not my sheep. You are his. But he allows me to be your spiritual mother for a while. Till you're ready to meet him. Mm -hmm. I'm here to teach you. Help you in wise counsel. Nurture you. Love you. Comfort you. On any planet. Wherever you are. In the realm of the spirit. I'm a warrior tough. Mm -hmm. I move in the gifts of the spirit. To help you. To be about the kingdom's business. The ministry of agape love. But we want you. Come home to us. Come back to the family. Be a part of beauty and glory and majesty that will go beyond your earthly or your death Mm -hmm. and beyond. And that was a story called of the spiritually hidden entrance to the Garden of Eden. That was your invitation. Mm -hmm. And that ends this part of the letter. We're going to pick up in the next one and do lots of prayers that you will need to do and learn about how to do and how to help others. And then we should be finishing up pretty quickly and move on to a new series. There's a lot of them. I've done a lot of studying. That's all I do is record now, study, read, watch movies, learn, see, study. I've passed most of the major tests, but now I have to hold Satan's always trying to get Jan back alive. You can read about Jan's death and Pastor Deborah's arising in the story called It's Time on the website. And soon it'll be on video. It's powerful. It has to happen to all of us. 
So you be encouraged. The greatest gift has come. Agape love. From the heavenly father. Who is agape love himself. Come to the garden. It's always there. You tell the cherubim you want to come. You tell the father you want to come into his presence. Be touched by his glory and love. And it's done. I'm there most of the time. Unless I'm out on the battlefields. Sometimes I have to go to dark places. And rescue young ones. And do battle against the evil things. And we all know about them. Mm -hmm. So a shepherd is also a warrior. A king. A politician. That's right. Of a government. I'm sent. I'm an ambassador. From another country. Kingdom. To your planet. Mm -hmm. And the realm of the spirit. So you be encouraged. Accept the gift. Come to the garden. The spiritual hidden entrance is no longer there. Satan knows about it. He's tried to get back. He can't. He'll stand out there with his sort of wizards and orcs and forces and breathe and harass. And the cherubim and the flaming sword will take care of them. Sometimes I have to go out and speak words of power against them to push them back. But you come. It's opened. He's waiting. The word's waiting. All the living creatures are waiting to meet you and love on you in the name of Christ Jesus. If you're not there yet and ready, you can be. You just say, I want to go home. I want my mama and my papa back. I want to be a new creature. I've got be love. I want that identity like Pastor Deborah has. I want to grow and learn like she has. Then it is done. And Isaiah 61 and 62 will be fulfilled in your life. And we're working through that in the tele-ministry videos. Going through scripture by scripture. And you'll get a spiritual circumcision. Where your spirit is set free of your soul. And the lust of its eyes, the lust of its flesh, and the pride of life. Mm -hmm. It's called a Hebrews 4.12. You'll take the sword, the word of God, and sever your soul. And up will come your spirit. Brand new, born again, like these little ones. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of times in the garden, this is just what it looks like. Beautiful flowers, little lights, presence of God, living creatures. Yes, they look like your living creatures on your planet. And they love you. They're waiting to meet you. Mm-hmm. So you come home to the garden. You come. We're waiting for you. Love, Pastor Deborah. I'll see you in the next video. And we'll keep working our way through this wonderful letter called My Dear Spiritual Child Letter from me, Agape Love himself. Bye. See you in the garden even on your planet. Bye.